Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Is this thing on? I, 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 I can't believe they let us come back. I mean, two weeks ago it was Chris Paul and the habitual punches to the groin. Last week it was... Yeah, but the microphones are working, so let's get busy. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. It's that time each week when we step out of the IlliniGuys.com universe into the real world, like we're a Norwegian pop band in an 80s video, only we're much better looking, and we have much better range with our voices. Do we? I, I don't know. I'm not really certain I, about several of those statements. <laughs> I'm although, sorry. although I I do have uh, here's a, I'm going to tell you a funny story. I was once in a band that lip synced, and it was called TCDC, and we performed a couple times, and it was pretty impressive. I will say that. I think we need to bring that up. We need to bring that back sometime. Either work yeah, he, I have a picture. I have a picture that no one will ever see, but that's oh, okay. Brad was Millie Vanilli before Millie Vanilli. The mop that is correct. There you go. That's correct. I That's actually correct. went to was... high school at Millican University, lip syncs to Culture Club. Do you really want to hurt me? I was oh, doing the bomb. Gosh, Larry. That's another world. Larry. All right. That's. <laughs> really that, that's what what is going what is going on we scared Boy, Larry. already wow. there you go larry's a little 12 year old with a pencil mustache singing <laughs> culture club that's a scary I, I thought at least he'd be karma chameleon or yeah, something I, I really did not expect it was the first hit and that's another conversation we'll get he was into, uh... he was the wedding singer he was the original <laughs> wedding singer he was the well, in case you didn't know, IlliniGuys.com is your best Illini insider site. Boy, you this wouldn't. What tell- were we talking about? <laughs> we're going to move right on. I don't even know. <laughs> Larry, Larry is, is Boy George. I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm totally off. Oh. I'm going back to the script. If you like what you hear here, uh, you're still days behind the rest. This stuff is already on IlliniGuys.com. You need to get in there. Hey, lots to talk about and not about 80 lip sync bands by your host. Uh, the U of I set to open the new Atkins Golf Club in a couple of weeks, and the GM is here to talk about that. Uh, this track, he's coming up in a few minutes here. Can't wait to get out there and and play at Atkins. Uh, Kedrick Prince talked with Illini assistant basketball coach Tim Anderson on his Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. Really interesting stuff on his journey from a Chicago high school basketball star to one of the top recruiting coaches in the country. We'll listen in on part of that as well. And more name, image, likeness, great three-part series on NIL by Matt Stevens on IlliniGuys.com right now. We will uh, have Adam Fleischer of the Illini Guardians. He'll come in as well. If you want to give to the program and help get Illinois athletes some funds in their pockets, the Guardians are the folks who really can help you get that done. IlliniGuardians.com. We will go in depth with our friend Adam uh, in just a moment here. Hey, but let's tee off with golf. The Illini golf team. Oh, for the first time since George Bush sat in the Oval Office, does not advance the NCAA championships. Fellas, just a tough week at the New Haven Regional out in Connecticut. Yeah, they they didn't play their best, um, which is, you know, the thing is, all streaks come to an end. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can't you can't can't do it every year um and they just didn't have their best stuff i I thought they had some opportunities especially in the last day um georgia southern kind of backed up but illinois couldn't make that push 
um, to get into the top five and maybe make it into the the stroke play uh, at the nationals and maybe even match play then. So you just never know. Uh, didn't it was a course that kind of suited them too, um, but it just you know it comes down to you know who makes putts and uh, and they just didn't make enough. Yeah, and sometimes when you're the cardiac kids, um, it's one of those things where. You, the, the, you can't always be that guy who comes from behind or that team that comes from behind. And it's unfortunate, but uh, still a magnificent season. And it shows you how good the program is that, that some people are disappointed by this level of accomplishment. Yeah. 13 consecutive trips to the national championships uh, that uh, run that began in 2008. Uh, Texas was the only one longer. Texas, by the way, does advance to Scottsdale. And they'll play at the Greyhawk course uh, uh, starting next week. Um, but to your point, I mean, if you read the quotes that uh, <laughs> in Mike's and Matt Stevens uh, post game wrap up on a lot of guys.com, Mike Small was not happy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had, a, I had the guy ask me, what's gone wrong with the program? And I said, well, they, they won the Big Ten. I mean, like, it's not like they, it's not like they fell off a cliff. I mean, they just didn't quite, they they were a couple shots away from making the NCAA finals. I mean, so it's a, it's all relative, but I I think Mike Small, the reason he's a great coach is because his expectations are, are high. And so when his expectations, his expectations are high. And so they didn't, they didn't meet the expectations that he set for this group. And so obviously he's not going to be thrilled with that. Yeah, and, and so now the team is, is going to be looking next year to start it at one and um, get another streak going again. And certainly they'll be motivated in that offseason to focus on, you know, fixing some of the things that they can get better at. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and it was one of those where, you know, they came into the final round on Wednesday. First off, we knew this is an older course, uh, it, just a fantastic track that was – uh, you know, open back in 1926, um, you know, some guys that actually had played there before previously, but they needed to hit red numbers early and they didn't do that. I think in the first um, three holes by the five golfers, they had one birdie and, you know, four bogeys. I mean, it just was one where um, they just, and, and really the par fours really killed them. I think they ended up like plus 12 for the tournament on par fours and just, where's your scoring coming from? They just, they just couldn't get red numbers and, and, um, you know, it, it didn't happen, but you're exactly right. That just shows where the program is that this is a letdown. Um, you know, I mean, um, we only won the like big 10. Yeah. We only won the conference. Yeah. It's a rebuilding job now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seventh year in a row, big 10 champions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, hello, really? You know, so, but, uh, but we're a bit spoiled, but no, still, um, disappointing. I know the guys wanted more than that, but, but what a great job to, uh, to Mike small, and uh, any Illini men's golf team again. Look at all the things that they did this year. Um, Adrian uh, comes up back to back Big Ten Player of the Year, Golfer of the Year. Mike Small for the unprecedented twelfth time is named Coach of the Year. And so again, this program obviously is in in a very good, very very good spots. Uh, they just couldn't get it done here. They will now head on uh, into the uh, the sunsets until next fall when they will tee it up again. Hey, we are just getting started here. Illini assistant basketball coach Tim Anderson. And part of his conversation with Kedrick Prince. That's up next on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuides.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. 
we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Oh, this segment presented by Busey Bank. Tim Anderson has made plenty of news in his less than one year on the Illinois campus. IlliniGuys.com Director of Recruiting Kedrick Prince caught up with him recently on his Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast and had an interesting conversation. Here's part of that, starting with Anderson's journey from Chicago to the Illini coaching bench. Yeah, for me, Ked, it all goes back to opportunity and relationships. Um, I'm real big on relationships, um, you know, especially the ones you develop through the course of your career and then outside of basketball too. Um, so I was able and blessed to, you know, be around a lot of influential people when I was younger and, and I soaked up as much information as possible, um, built as many relationships as possible. I started um, from Chicago to the West Side. Um, I played high school basketball at Crane High School with uh, the likes of uh, Tony Allen, Will Bynum and a few more guys. Um, so growing up, you know, me and Luther Hill, we kind of grew up together. D Brown, he's like a l- little brother to me. So um, like I always say, I was already always in tune with uh, Illini basketball. I grew up watching it on Channel 26. So um familiar with that. But, um, you know, for me, uh, my path was a little bit different. Um, I graduated from a Division II school in Oklahoma Panhandle State. Um, had a couple opportunities to go play overseas, but really, really low-level jobs. And um, and I had a, had a child at the time. And then um, and me and my girlfriend at the time, we wasn't married, um, but she's, she's my wife. Um, and I had to make a tough decision, you know, whether to either continue to pursue basketball or get a job and take care of my family. So I ended up, um, you know, getting a job. I stayed on as a coach there and it wasn't a lot of money. And I had uh, developed a, a great relationship with the president of the university and he hooked me up with the police department. And I started working uh, drug and addiction on the highway, Texas County DA task force. So I was doing that to help supplement my income. Then my granny and my aunt got sick and I ended up losing both of them. Those were, uh, you know, two women that raised me. Right. Um, and, uh, and I, end, I moved back home and I started coaching at Malcolm X. So I go from a division two to a junior college. And I did that for a year. And then my high school that I graduated from opened up crane. And I was blessed enough and fortunate enough to get that opportunity at a young age. And um, I ended up getting crane when I was like 23. And I was there three years and um, we did a pretty good job. Um, uh, one of my mentors that I developed a relationship with who recruited me when I was in high school and he was at Northern Illinois and that Southern Vermont, Ryan Marks, he was a coach at Texas Pan American. So that was my first job. Um, and to be honest, kid, like people don't really understand how hard it is. They, they see now the success and being in the big 10, but man, kid, I remember being on a $12 a day budget, uh, 
you know, as far as food and travel-wise hotel, I couldn't go over $39. So I was staying at like the La Quinta's and the Red Roof Inns wow. and stuff like that. And, really? And, yeah. And, and, and you know, to walk in the gym with UTPA on your shirt and none of the kids respect it and none of the other coaches respect it. You know, that was just so disheartening and it was, it was hard. But we was able to, you know, win some games and kind of turn the program around and, you know, but after that kid, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth. I say, man, I don't want to do this no more. I want to go back to, you know, uh, being with Main Streets because it was so hard to to get people to understand, you know, that what what we were trying to do, and we got the raw end of the stick. And um, so I was, I just went back and you know, and, and dug my feet back in, in in the community and started back doing the stuff that I did in the community and got Main Streets back going. And and I had a few opportunities from then, and then the ball the ball came up. It was at home. I was able to stay home, and you know, and that was intriguing to me. So I took that job, and I was there four years, and. You know, um, and you kind of know what happened there. And then I was I had a tough uh, choice, um, you know, staying on the staff or moving forward. And, you know, I just thought moving forward at that time was the best thing for me um, and my family. So um, and I didn't have no inkling or no none of that, that this job would be open or available or anything like that. But this is somewhere I always wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? Even as a kid, I want to play here. I want to coach here. You know, Coach Collins, Coach Coombs and seeing those guys when I was younger and they came over to UIC. So, I mean, I've always had a connection to this university and just watching it on TV, you know, something that I wanted to do. And then meeting Brad, getting a feel for him. He's, he's a totally different dude than what people think, you know, they just think you he's know. just a, a monster, you know, but he's one of the most soft and compassionate people off the court, like to do anything for you, you know? And um, so this was just a great opportunity for me. And that was just pretty much how I got here in a nutshell. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I kind of know you personally, and fans know that you and I talk a little bit. I'm going to tell you, or ask you, I guess, you know, you, and thanks for sharing that, you know, about, you know, your friend, you know, your family. Do you think that's why you work so hard because of how hard you had to work in the upcoming that you had? Because things were given to you. A lot of times kids or, or people or adults are just given things and they don't work at it. But your work ethic, and I've been around the online program for over 20 years now. It's unbelievable. And, I've, and obviously you've had some success and we'll talk about that in a minute, but do you think that's why your track record is so good? Because how, what happened to you when you were younger? You know what, Kev, I, um, Kev, I just, I've been fortunate enough to, and when people, when I say I'm blessed, Kev, people equate blessed with money. You know, uh, it, trust me, I've been through some stuff and I've had um, some encounters with some, some things and had some opportunities to go down the wrong way or make the wrong turn and I've been fortunate enough and blessed to you know not to do that and for me I've always tried to stay locked into the process and not even worry about the results of the process and that was something my granny always told me like don't ever do anything for the money so even when I had to come here yeah the money was good but this was the best opportunity for me and my family so you take the money out this was still the best opportunity you know what I'm saying and right. um and I always try to make decisions that way, kid, and not worry about, you know, what I'm trying to get to at the end. Just if you stay locked in the process, so I'm more of a process type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to stay locked in. And, and of course, you know what I'm saying? Coming from Henry Horner Projects and Rockwell Gardens, you know, I didn't, I didn't have much growing up. You know what I'm saying? But, but none of us did. You know, none of us really had fathers. So it was, it was coming. Like, that wasn't an excuse or a crutch. So none of my friends had dads. So that was, that was the norm. You know what I'm saying? And, and kid, a lot of people you know where we from, kid, and I always try to change the narrative because 
we normalize a lot of stuff that ain't normal, you know, and um, people look at us totally different. But yeah, definitely my work ethic comes from my granny and just, you know, and just being afraid to being afraid to fail, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, you can't be afraid. to. No, I'm afraid to fail because I have my entire family and I got to change the 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 whole infrastructure of what we're doing i got to be able to create up create opportunities and leave structures in place for my kids and their kids when i'm gone so i can't i can't i cannot take a day off i cannot you know uh rest and you know sometimes kid i ain't gonna lie to you man i was just talking to my wife and um you know i get tired you know what i'm saying like i get tired sometimes and but i try to stay locked in and understand that there's a there's a greater goal and you're doing this for the right reason. So yeah, definitely my work ethic, you know, comes from, from granny and her just keeping me straight. And, and the crazy thing about a kid, like we didn't have none. We was broke, but I never really know. Like we was, fine. you know what I'm saying? We had food, right. you, we had clothes. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like we were straight, you know what I'm saying? Kids yeah. what situation where it's like, you know, oh, it's like we can't eat or nothing. No, it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're fine, you know? And and Granny always made sure we were straight and, and my auntie as well. But, you know, just I, I just try to stay more so locked into, like, like just outworking people, kid. Because I know, like, people are not going to work. Like, they would rather take the elevator the elevator than take the stairs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, know what's, you know what's unique hearing you say that? I did an article on you and I did one on Coach Ann Henry in the football program and I've never seen two guys that are so passionate and the way you guys don't take things for granted and I can certainly and I'm not just saying this you know to make you feel good or just to make the fans think okay this is fluff fluff when I talk to these basketball recruits I'm going to tell you what you just said to the listeners out there I can see why they want to be a part of what you have to offer because it's powerful. It's real. You're not fake. You're genuine. And a lot of parents want to hear that. A lot of recruits will tell me, you know, yeah, all the coaches say the same thing, but with you it was different. I talked to Sky Clark's family, totally different. Jeremy Fears is a kid that Illinois was recruiting and I was close to him. That dude has all the respect in the world for you just because of who you are. And I guess it's pretty obvious, you know, why kids want to be here and why kids want to play for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, and it, that 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 takes time, and you know, and and the thing about that kid, I think you know, I'm 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 a real dude, and you know, a pat on the back and a kick in the buck is six inches apart. So, you know, when it's <laughs> when it's raining, I'm gonna tell you it's rain. You know, I ain't gonna you know I ain't gonna I ain't gonna tell you that. You know, so, and I think I've been fortunate enough for people to, you know, my reputation is good, and um, and through the relationships that I built, so I'm able to you know, be real with people. And sometimes, you know, it, it, it doesn't work with everybody, kid. And I can't recruit everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I recruit a little bit different because, of, you know, the way I roll, kid, I can't recruit 20 people or 10 people. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good as Frazier can recruit five or six people and, and, and be talking to 25 times a day. To the, and Frazier is a different type of cat. He's wired different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me, yeah. I got to get two guys. And I'm gonna talk to their mama, their daddy, their AAU coach, the trainer, their girlfriend, the dog. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to everybody that has something to do, and I'm gonna know every single thing about this person. And then, and then you start to develop a real relationship, kid. And like, and it's you no, know, and, and, and honestly, kid. And if you're recruiting somebody and you spending that much time on the phone and seeing them and talking to them, you're gonna start to fall in love and love these kids, you know? Because yeah. if you don't care, you're not real. It's just a job. So, um. I've been waiting for this opportunity my whole life, kid. And I knew 
that, you know, once once we was able to get here and everybody complaining about what we didn't have. No, we have enough. We have enough here to be able to compete with anybody on any level. Duke, North Carolina, we have great resources. We have facilities. We have great people, good coaching. I mean, we can rec- we can recruit with anybody. And like I told Tyler and Tyler, I tell you, when I see set in the office with me, I say, Tyler, we're going to be able to get top 25 kids. He looked at me like I was retarded. <laughs> and I say, Tyler, I say, no, Tyler, we're going to be able to recruit top 25 kids. here. He thought I had three eyes. And oh. and now, you know, just building a relationship with him, he understands how I move and how I work. Like, I'm not I'm not going. No, I want to go in the same gym where Shire's sitting at. I want to go in the same gym where Juwan's sitting at. I don't want to go in the gym where Dayton at and, 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 and Ohio. No, I want to go where the big boys at. Because we can compete there. Great stuff there. Now, joining us right now on the Sports Spectacular, a bit earlier than when we usually hear from him, Kedrick Prince, Director of Recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. And again, he did that podcast. You can hear it in its entirety. Ked's Recruiting Roundup. It's on the IlliniGuys.com front page, as well as wherever you you find your podcast. Ked, fascinating stuff. Really interesting to to hear some of the things he was talking about and, and his vision for this team. Talk about what Tim Anderson has meant to this, this Illini basketball program. Uh, again, he's been here uh, on campus less than a year. I'll tell you what, fans. You know, I'm not trying to beg you guys to listen to a podcast. You guys all know how great of a job he's done so far. But this is one podcast I really think you should listen to because my intent went into it was just to talk a lot about recruiting. And then, you know, oh, my goodness, we talked about how he got started in his life and how important his mother was to him and how important his uh, his grandmother was and, you know, him, you know, you know, going out recruiting with a $39 budget and sometimes having $12 in his pocket and how he struggled and how tough things were for him. And this guy doesn't take anything for granted. And he grew up an Illinois fan. He knew a lot of the players that were there. I, I just seeing his success is a story. I think personally, it's, it should be something that's put out there nationally because he's done a great job for Illinois and his background is just, is tremendous. I mean, he's, he's been lucky, uh, but he works hard at it. And the, the work that he's done in the short time he's been here, guys, it's, it's, it speaks for itself. You know, when you, you know, I talked to him you know, on the podcast with him and I told him when I talk to these recruits, I mean, they love him as much as he loves them. His recruiting is different than a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of coaches, you know, will go out and recruit seven or eight kids. He focuses on two or three kids and those are the kids that he gets, which is why he thinks he's so successful. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, um, I I've talked to him about that a little bit as well, and, and he definitely likes to limit his scope. You know, some of these guys, you know, they have a wide. You know, we've talked about casting a wide net, and Tim has a different. Um, you know, he may try and get in with the guy, but if it doesn't go, he's just going to move on to the next guy and build a relationship. He says he's huge on the relationship aspect. And um, he outlined that a little bit in, in the podcast. And, and I think he's, you know, he's been a huge addition. I think the one thing, the other thing is he's fantastic with skill development and we don't, maybe we talk about his recruiting and that's one thing you can't, you don't want to see these guys get pigeonholed as just a recruiter. Cause he's much more than that. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of him, I, I look at him as the Anderson difference because he has made a difference in the recruiting and, you know, talking, listening to Ked and Brad talk about, you know, their conversations with coach Anderson, it kind of reminds me of a quote from Emerson. Nothing astonishes men so much as common sense and plain dealing. You know what? I'll tell you what guys, when he was talking to me during that podcast, he made me want to go play for him. 
I mean, he he's so genuine. It, 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 it was different. And I can see why parents like him. Look at a guy like Scott Clark, you know, and, you know, Illinois four or five years ago would have never even got their kid on campus. If, he, if, he, if they would have, it would have been just a visit to, to use money. And something that he said was really powerful, and this is how aggressive and how confident he is. He talked about going to games and recruiting kids. He doesn't want to sit with the mid-majors. Illinois d- deserves to sit with Duke, Michigan, North Carolina, Kansas, and that's who he's sitting with. Illinois is no longer taking the backseat to anybody, and he said it on the podcast. That's why I'm telling listeners it's, it's, it's worth the listen because, you know, that's thing, things that we take for granted, but I never thought about it like that because Illinois is one of the top programs in the country. And when he was close to guys like Luther Head and uh, Dee Brown and Dan Williams, I mean, he, he grew up around in that area, in that era, excuse me, and he fell in love with those guys. So, you know, this is what Illinois basketball should be like to him. And he's going to make sure he said to me before the show and afterward, as long as he's there, Illinois is going to stay on top because he's not going to let it go anywhere because he would do anything he can to work. He has a family. Um, God has blessed him, he said, his words, because, he, you know, he's better off financially. But Illinois hired him to, to do work, and that's what he's going to do. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, and I was just going to say one of the things that really stuck out was he talked about when he was at, I think it was Texas Pan American with UTPA in his shirt, and just the disrespect that, that, that players didn't respect him, other coaches didn't respect him, parents didn't respect him. So I'm not surprised at all to hear, hear that he's going to say, hey, no, no, we deserve, deserve to sit at the big table, and that's where – where I'm going to sit. Ken, it's great stuff. And once again, anybody uh, who wants to hear that podcast in its entirety, we encourage you to do so. Ken really enjoys uh, doing these podcasts. He was really especially excited about this one as he was talking about it. And so we want to make sure we brought that to you. But again, you can find that on the front page of IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast, search for Ked's Recruiting Roundup, the podcast. Now, by the way, the segment, uh, Kedrick is going to come back here next hour and talk about some uh, recruits Illinois has on the radar. Ken, we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Thanks. Um, this segment, by the way, presented by Busey Bank. Uh, name, image, likeness. Some recent words coming out of NCAA headquarters prompted Matt Stevens to sit down and pin a three-part series. And we'll talk with Matt and dive a bit deeper. That's next, all along the Illini Guys radio network. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Welcome back into our state-of-the-art Illini Guys studios. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Uh, the NCAA last week issued some guidance, and I use air quotes here if you could see me, in regards to name, image, likeness. So we thought we'd discuss just what that means. Matt Stevens of IlliniGuys.com wrote a great three-part series on this. It's on the front page right now, explaining what the NCAA is trying to accomplish. So let's dig into this a bit. Uh, Matt joins us now here in the Sports Spectacular. Matt, let's start with, in a nutshell, what is the NCAA doing? So it was a three-part series, Larry, and I can identify it quickly with three parts. One, why we're here. Two, what they think the problem is. And three, what the result, I, you know, everybody kind of believes is going to happen. 
The reason we're here is because NCAA and the people in Indianapolis never wanted name, image, and likeness to happen in the first place. Every bit of everything they've ever said and acted kind of suggests that that was part one. Part two is what they've identified the problem with. And with all due respect to our future guests, you know, Adam Fleischman and Illini Guardians, they've identified these NIL collectives as part of the problem now um, and not part of the solution. And number three is what's going to happen. Well, what's going to happen is somebody's going to get popped really, really hard based off of what these name, image, and likeness collectives are going to be. And I don't believe it's going to be like Deion Sanders and Jackson State. Somebody in the Power Five is going to get popped really, really hard. And I've talked with a whole bunch of people across the country and including, um, you know, people who work at the University of Illinois. And, and there, it's of all these people's belief that once somebody gets popped really, really hard, everybody's going to fall in line because they don't want to be, the, you know, they don't want that to happen to them. And they're also just really, really thrilled to death that, it, you know, they played press their luck and it didn't come up whammy on them, you know? So that's, that's where I think it's gone. We are where we are now and where we're headed. Does that mean like that maybe like a, a Northern Kentucky is going to get hit for a penalty or something? How does that usually work with the NCAA? Here's my thing. You have people on tape. You have, you had college coaches on tape offering money to players and it's it took two years, three years. Kansas is still Kansas just won a national title, and in basketball. So, does the NCAA really have any teeth here? Are they really going to do anything to any of these guys? I, I I have I have concerns. I mean, because here's the thing: anything that's happened previously wouldn't be illegal based on what NIL was before, right? So this is all new. Uh, yes and no. going forward right so yes and no um to everything you asked brad um i do believe somebody in the power five meaning somebody in the big 10 sec acc big 12 somebody's going to get popped and i think we all know who the possibilities are there's an eight million dollar quarterback that's coming to knoxville apparently that's that's going to get looked at uh, there's a guy, there's an, an attorney in Miami who has basically said, I'm not going to stop doing what I what I'm doing and has told reporters, all reporters that his name is John Ruiz. They're going to look at that. Somebody's getting popped. And like I said, I don't think it's going to be Deion Sanders and Jackson State and what Barstool is doing for them. I don't think that's where we're headed with this. Somebody in the power five is going to get popped and then everybody's going to fall in line. Um, kind of like the start of an auto race in a sense and go, okay, like these are the now, okay, I don't, I'm glad it didn't happen to us. We'll just kind of fall in line. I understand the skepticism after everything that happened with Christian Dawkins and Adidas and everybody that was involved with that. I get it. I understand all the skepticism. I do believe somebody's getting popped because they've broken the rules and, and they've actually have broken recruiting rules based off of name, image, and likeness. And, my thought is, is that there are now contracts out there that are that are have violated the rules plainly and, and clear as day. So that's where I think the end result will end up being. Sorry. Yeah, I I, th I, I kind of share Brad's skepticism uh, just based on the fact that we've got coaches who have admitted on tape that they paid people and there were really very little, if anything, done. Um, but. Uh, let's let's assume then that uh, they do that. The NCAA does this, and they don't get sued, you know, for you know for all sorts of things. Um, but you know, it, is I look at this as just kind of a holding pattern 
until the conferences consolidate and break away. Um, do, do you see the this is like the last gasp of the NCAA? I do and I don't. Um, I see it as the last gasp of what we've known college football and college, men's college basketball to be in the, in the past. I, I kind of look at it very similarly to what's going on with uh, in, a, in, a, in a different way, but with the Saudi golf tournament and the PGA Tour, I, somebody's going to have to break away first, you know, and, and not play in an NCAA championship and try to do that on their own and, and also try to figure out a schedule on their own. I, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of appetite for somebody to break away and do that until somebody does. I think that there's a lot of things that are put in place that make things life's easier for administrators and especially athletic administrators at these power five conference schools. I, I don't know, Mike, like I, I, I just don't see there being another entity to compete against the NCAA unless all 60 are ready to do it on their own. And I, I don't, we've, we've, we've seen like with the college football playoff, like these guys get in a room and they can't agree on anything. So how the hell are 60 schools going to get acting lockstep on trying to get away from the NCAA? I just don't see it. That's, that's actually a great point. <laughs> Matt Stevens. Uh, it was a great uh, three-part series on IlliniGuys.com. We encourage everyone to stop in and read it. Matt, thanks. We'll talk with you next week. Not a problem. See you guys. All right. Many thanks for that. Hey, up next, a group that uh, is positioning itself to be the NIL initiative for Illinois student-athletes, the Illini Guardians. One of its founders, Adam Fleischer, returns to the Sports Spectacular. That's next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Alliance. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare as we continue our conversation on name, image, and likeness. Uh, Adam Fleischer began putting together the idea that is Illini Guardians uh, really back uh, early last fall. It has quickly grown into the, the premier group helping Illinois student-athletes work through these deals under the NIL rules. Uh, Adam, no stranger to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We invite him back. And Adam, welcome. Good to have you back on the show. Thanks so much. It's uh, it's always gr- great to be here and be a part of uh, everything that you all have built. We appreciate that. Um, what well, you and I have had so many conversations uh, again going back to I think probably, I think it's probably Labor Day or so. But we just talked with Matt, and, and I know you, uh, Matt, interviewed you as well for part of this three part series you did. Again, a great series on AlliniGuys.com. Um, let's start with this with the 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 recent NCAA guidelines uh, that were just issued. How does that impact Illini Guardians and what you guys are doing? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And uh, it's a great place to start. Um, you know, the NCAA guidelines really come out uh, and, and they come at the NIL ideal from the viewpoint of, of wanting to protect uh, amateurism and the use of NIL in, in certain ways. So it's very protect, protectionary in that the, the guidelines say a few things. 
One is that you're not allowed to use NIL money uh, or NIL contacts to recruit anybody to the university. That's something that Illini Guardians was never doing to begin with. Uh, the second thing that the NCAA is very concerned about is that you can't engage in an NIL contract without a reasonable contractual commercial quid pro quo. So you can't just agree to promise somebody NIL money without an actual commercial contract at the heart of it. Well, that's something that the Illini Guardian was never doing. So the NCAA guidelines have caused us problems from the standpoint of what I would call optics. The guidelines uh, are aimed at the problem children of the NIL world, which Illini Guardians was not, the University of Illinois is not, and together we will never be. Um, as you know, in much of you know, sports and media, the problem children kind of get the highest profile attention. So that the NCAA has historically prohibited. What it doesn't do is the NCAA guidelines do not explain what NIL should be. <laughs> NIL can be. What NIL should be used for. And nobody is actually talking about that, writing about that, or addressing that. And that's really where the University of Illinois and Illini Guardians, I think, can provide leadership and kind of fill a gap by showing the rest of the country, um, you know, what this legislation really can become and, and what it should look like. And, and that's, that's the path that we're taking. Following up with that, what do you what do you think the next step is? I mean, pushing forward, what can the NCAA do? You know, if you, you talk about Illini Guardians being kind of a leader in this, what can you pursue or push or show other people uh, about NIL and what what it can be? So so here's the here's the biggest conceptual shift, I think, in terms of go taking NIL from where it should not be and putting it on the path to where it should be. And the biggest conceptual shift is that an NIL program like we are creating at Illini Guardians uh, has to be really programmatic and it can't be focused on individual names. In other words, what we are doing is we are trying to create a program whereby all University of Illinois uh, student athletes will be able to come through Illini Guardians and contract with us, get tens of thousands of dollars in exchange for doing uh, community appearances, philanthropic um, programs with boys clubs, with church groups, with community groups um, in exchange for a commercial contract. So for example, one of the things that, that we intend to get off the ground is taking busloads of kids from inner city schools, bringing them to Champaign um, under a program that we're structuring called From Urban to Urbana. And the kids would be able to watch a, watch a practice. After practice, they would be able to have a meet and greet with the team. They would be able to get some autographs, have some questions and answers. And in exchange for that NIL appearance, we would contract with the team 
and pay the kids on the team for their time, just like you would, uh, you know, any other celebrity or, or any other talent. And that is a legitimate commercial, you know, enterprise. It's a way for us to get uh, the kids involved in the community. And it's a way for us to create a program that really has uh, the integrity, the transparency, and the longevity behind it. So that when one student athlete comes through the university and his or her playing days are over, you're not just trying to get NIL money to give to this kid to keep him or her at the university. Instead, we've created a program that really lasts longer than the playing days of any individual. And it becomes kind of a feather in the cap of the university. So, you know, there's really great potential for this. Um, and it's just a matter of really structuring it in a way uh, that, that, that garners the, you know, the interest of the Illini fan base, which I think it will. And it provides the opportunities to connect the community with the student athletes in a commercial way. And this is something that right now no other school is doing. And we have, you know, all the support in the world from our university uh, to make sure that this could get off the ground and, and stand as kind of a beacon to the rest of the country of, of what NIL can and should be. And a couple of questions come off of that. First is uh, when you're looking at some of those philanthropic um, uh, activities, I'm kind of curious as to, to where, uh, who's, who's originating these. These are some great ideas, both for the students to get involved in and the athletes, but the people, the kids, you know, et cetera. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, something like this also, if I'm understanding you correct, because of the purpose of the Guardians, would allow your average Illini fan to actually contribute and be a part of helping the community in a program like this. So sorry for the two questions, but. No, let, let me start, Mike, with the second one first in terms of how this integrates your average Illini fan. Um, we are working with a company right now to set up and unveil kind of a, a new approach to this where we're, we will have a subscription model. And the way the subscription model will work, and this is actually kind of being unveiled uh, over the next couple of weeks, is that Illini fans could subscribe to Illini Guardians at various levels, from 30 bucks a month to $1,000 a month. In exchange for that subscription, you will get a, you know, a series of benefits. At the lower level, you know, everybody gets an Illini Guardian t-shirt. At the higher levels, you get to choose an Illini football or basketball jersey. At the highest level, you get to choose autographed gear. And there will also be certain meet and greets involved so that you could actually attend one of our events and meet the kids and get autographs and so forth. And of course, we're, we're building into the program that at certain levels, our subscribers will, uh, you know, be able to be a subscriber to Illini guys and, and pipe into all of the material and podcasts and things you all are doing. So the idea is that through that subscription process, um, we will generate surplus funds and those surplus funds will be our pool. And we will then have a certain number of philanthropic organizations that we work with each year to match up the kids with the organization and we use the uh, pooling you know, structure in order to get the money so that we could contract with a team or with people. And 
I mean, individual players. And, and there's, there's one really cool aspect about this too that we're building in. Um, we are building in a women's NIL aspect. So part of what we're doing is at sub certain subscription levels, the subscribers will be able to fill out a form and they will receive one or two electronic greetings per year from our student athletes in the female sports. So much like some of you have heard of Cameo, uh, you would fill out a form that says, you know, Mike's anniversary is coming up on this date. And on that date, you would get an electronic greeting message from one of the women's volleyball players or so forth that says, thank you for, for supporting women's NIL. I understand, Mike, that somebody was foolish enough to be dating you for a, a <laughs> period of time and congratulations to you all. And, and you know, my name is so-and-so and I'm the guard on the basketball team. And, um, you know, we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you for supporting women's NIL efforts. So through those types of things, we want to elevate the profile of women's sports as well and bring them into the fold of these NIL opportunities to really make this program something that benefits the entire, uh, you know, department of intercollegiate athletics and not just one or two of our highest profile athletes. Talking with Adam Fleischer here, the Illini Guardians on this Game Changer segment presented by OSF Healthcare. Back with more with Adam in 30 seconds here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Glad you're with us here on the Sports Spectacular. Adam Fleischer still with us with Illini Guardians, IlliniGuardians.com. And, and Adam, let's, let's get a little bit more about that. Um, look, I, I, I'm an Illini fan. I'm ready to take part. I've got my credit card in hand. Uh, what do I do? How do I get involved? So... What we will have right now, you could go to www.illiniguardians.com and, and make a contribution. Within the next couple of weeks, what we will have, you know, we're, we're having a, a kickoff event actually in Decatur, Monday night, May 23rd, where we'll have both uh, Coach Underwood and Coach Bielema uh, as special guests speaking. If you are interested in attending the Decatur event, you could send an email to info at illiniguys.com. But starting Monday and moving forward, we will have these subscription tiers available to access through our website. And you could subscribe to, you know, as I said earlier, the various monthly tiers. And uh, as doing so, we will start to really pool our collective resources and really, you know, put this NIL uh, program into action in a way that shows the rest of the country kind of what it can and should be. So, Adam, we have uh, seen one of the bastions of concern for other uh, programs and teams in the NCAA, uh, Nick Saban, be extremely concerned about, you know, equality, et cetera, under the new NIL guidelines. What kind of uh, response do you have to that kind of ridiculous statement? You know, I mean, you, you had as somebody who's well versed in the in the new the new world order, so to speak, 
I'm assuming you got a you got a chuckle out of that comment. I'm gonna get my violin. Hang on, hold on. Yeah, exactly. Adam, go ahead. I'm get my violin. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it, it is it is hilarious to see the programs who you know I can say this um, the the programs who had historically been doing things the wrong way and money popping up here and there and and getting the the you know recruits that everybody scratched their head about now continuing to do it but do it in the press to the tunes of millions and millions of dollars and then when people kind of look cockeyed at them and say that doesn't seem right they start arguing you know issues of of uniformity equity and 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 you know notions of fairness um which they've never adhered to and frankly i think they're very threatened by um so so it's you know it, it, it's a very, uh, you know, I, ironic um, turn of events in the news, you know, much like you see, you know, in the world news, we see Russia complaining about people, you know, shipping arms to Ukraine, like that's unfair. It's, it's the same thing when you see the likes of, you know, Nick Saban complaining about other universities who are getting, uh, you know, competitively caught up as it may be. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think the reality is that NIL is based on a commercial concept, right? And, and at the heart of it is, you know, the kids have the opportunity to get an economic benefit in exchange for their name, image, and likeness. So given the fact that this is rooted in a commercial concept, it will always be subject to the commercial marketplace, so you could imagine that, you know, attending a university like the University of Illinois that has the world's largest alumni base and draws from coast to coast, our kids should have opportunities for NIL contracts that smaller universities with a smaller alumni base don't have. That's just the commercial reality of it. The, you know, guidepost uh, against all of that uh, which it has to be measured is the fact that it needs to be done at least in a commercially reasonable fashion. And that's not what is taking place right now at many universities. You, you see, um, you know, we saw Miami, you see in Oregon, uh, booster organizations offering kids millions of dollars to come to the university and then they say after the fact that they will make those payments through an NIL structure. Well, that's not the way this is supposed to work. That's not okay. That's not all right. And, you know, I'll tell you, the University of Illinois is, um, you know, going really above and beyond to make sure that the, the organizations affiliated with U of I are not doing that. And I think that what you will see is that the universities who do it right and provide their kids the right opportunities to be at, you know, uh, the top of the academic sphere, the top of the athletic sphere, and the top of the NIL sphere in a transparent and, you know, uh, proper manner, those universities will attract the right kids. And, you know, the kids who go to Miami in exchange for a million bucks and an NIL contract to be worked out later, 
um, you know, those programs will be built on a foundation um, that, you know, we like to believe doesn't have the, the depth of, you know, conscience or spirit that will stand for the long term. And you see that, you know, you see those kids leaving, you, you, you see those kids being upset when they get pulled out of a game, you know, you see those kids unable to withstand two or three or four years of, you know, academic classes combined with, you know, their, their athletic obligations. And you see what coach Underwood is building with RJ and Luke and others. And, you know, it looks very different, right? It, it, it looks uh, much more solid. It, it feels much more solid. It, it has an integrity with Sky Clark and his family and others who are being kind of folded into this. This is something that is being built for the long term, not for just, you know, a one-off contract with a kid. And when you have a collective that is being structured the way that we are doing it, uh, and you have folks like Illini Guardians doing what you're doing, I think you see that fans from coast to coast really are coming out of the woodwork because they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, right? That's what college sports is. And you want to be a part of something where you could integrate with some of the student athletes and integrate with the other fans. And prior to NIL, the universities didn't really have a way that they could do this within their rules. Well, you know, we do. So as the, the athletes come and go, the fan base and Illini guys and, and groups like ours, I think will be able to bring fans together to interact with the student athletes and be a part of this community in a way that previously wasn't possible. And that's something that gets missed in the NIL ideal. And hopefully with the help of, of you and, and Mike and your team uh, and the Illini Guardian team, you know, we, we could really build something for the future. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think that, as you mentioned, um, this the fortunate the largest alumni base and there's so many people out there who do want to get involved and um, you know we're thrilled that you're giving that that opportunity adam fleischer of Illini guardians thanks so much we look forward to talking with you soon thanks so much gentlemen all right take care again once again Illini guardians.com and uh, we look forward to partnering with them uh, for a long time to come stay with us uh, here hour number two is on the way you're listening to the Illini guys sports spectacular you're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Our number two here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Mike Kentley, Brad Sturdy, and a cast of thousands putting this show together. Not really. It's, it's just us. It's awfully lonely and quiet. Maybe here. Um, lots going on with Illini Sports still as we approach uh, late May. Uh, as we talked about last hour, Lanai women's golf, Lanai men's golf, they're now done out of the NCAA tournament. Um, but the NCAA tournament uh, continues on now for uh, the Lanai softball team and um, a big game Friday for them, Brad Sturdy, uh, down in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, they get a, you know, they're in the, they're in the dance, you know, they got a, they're in the uh, Columbia uh, regional, um, which is, you know, Missouri. Um, they've got uh, Arizona and uh, is it Missouri State and Missouri. And so it's going to be an interesting, um, interesting foursome. Obviously, Arizona is a perennial power. They're a team that has, you know, ha had one, multiple national titles. Mike Candrea, 
one of the most you know influential figures in college softball. They're a team that has got a lot of pop. They're going to be a, a tough match for Illinois early if they can. Uh, but the one thing, unlike a lot of uh, previous Arizona teams, maybe they don't have the pitching um, that they've had in the past. So Illinois can score some runs, and, and they've got a chance. And that gives them a chance early on. And then, then of course, you get Missouri. And uh, Missouri is the, you know, the – it is you know the the host team so obviously they're the uh, favorite i guess you would say they're a team that is uh, a little bit different um you know they're a, they're a you know cold weather team relatively more like uh, illinois so um they're a team that also illinois gets to to play you know so they're a team that they played so they know that team a little bit and um you know oh, they they're able to you know they've been able to see them so i think that's one where they got a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit more knowledge of. So um, they have better pitching and a little bit stronger staff. And so uh, that, that will be a tougher matchup with their offense to go along with their pitching. But, you know, they're in the dance. And once you get into these bat and ball sports, you got a seven inning game and anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. Especially, you know, again, softball is so incredible when you get pitchers, you know, get on a roll. It's kind of like having the goalie. Uh, you know, that's, that's hot for hockey. Um, Illinois has, you think they have any type of opportunity for somebody to get hot like that and kind of carry a team over a weekend? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they, uh, you know, they, they ended up losing, they had played Missouri early. They lost seven to six and eight innings and then uh, lost 10 to two in game two, but they're at Illinois has three quality pitchers. Um, they're a little, you know, that's kind of the new thing now in college softball, but they have three quality pitchers. Um, Wiles, who's the freshman who throws more down sickles, throws more up. And Tori McQueen is the lefty who kind of has a little bit of both, um, you know, and, and can spin it tough on left handers and set a really good stretch. So they have three guys and they can use different. You're going to see them have to use all three of those girls to, to be successful. I think Sydney Sickles is obviously the ace um, of the staff and she's won, but there have been times when McQueen's been the best and in the big 10 tournament, they started the freshman wilds because she, they thought she was a better matchup against Ohio state. So you're going to see these matchups and they're going to make those decisions, uh, which one to throw. But I think Sickles has the ability to really get hot. If, if things go, if she's on and she can be really tough, because the way she spins the ball. So we'll see how this, how, how it goes forward. But I, you know, you, it, they do have a shot. It's not completely out of the realm possibility for them to advance um, out of this regional. Brad, how about the job that coach Tyra Perry has done going through? And I think we might've touched on this last week, possibly, but it bears saying again, uh, 30 win seasons in every non COVID season uh, since she's uh, been heavy uh, in, in the last uh, six years here for uh, Tyra Perry and the, and the Illini. Yeah, I think what you've seen Coach Perry do is get Illinois to a certain level where, um, you know, it, she, she's got um, – they're competitive on a national stage, and they have the ability to, um, you know, compete with anybody. And, and I think that's where – that's kind of been the biggest change. They, they can compete with any team in the country, you know, obviously that maybe they're not Oklahoma, they're not Alabama and, and saying that they're, that's not a knock, but she's got them to the point where they're an NCAA tournament team. They're up at the top of the big 10 and now they've got a chance. Now I think her next goal is to maybe win the big 10 um, and advance out of one of these regionals. And, and I think if that happens, then, she feels like, you know, I, I think that's the next step, but she's made them a consistent contender 
for the NCAA tournament year after year and a chance to be at the top of the Big Ten um, year after year as well. And will that make a, you know, will, will breaking through that barrier, is that going to help the recruiting a lot, Brad? Because I'm assuming that that postseason success is, is the big deal there like it is in just about any other sport. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, you know, they've they've done a good job of getting in on some kids. They've got some right now, though. Here's the way it works. What they've been able to do is get a lot of kids who are maybe a little bit under the radar um, and and find those diamonds in the rough. I mean, Sidney Sickles, um, you know, played against one of my 16 U teams in the national championship game and, you know, a few years back. So this is the kind she's a but she was a kind of a midwest you know local kid so to speak and so midwestern kid and same thing i think you find those guy, those girls and, and you're able to build something but do you want to be able to recruit at a national level and go out and get you know one of the top 10 pitchers in the country during that year that takes uh, consistent postseason success you know, another uh, – so that's a uh, Friday afternoon, by the way, that game, and be sure to check out Uh com is where you want to be to uh, follow along. And, again, we'll have uh, updates throughout the weekend uh, in terms of how the, the women are doing. Uh, one other note as well, the NCAA uh, tennis championships being held uh, in Urbana at the uh, Con Outdoor Tennis Complex. Not the first time the NCAA is, has set up shop there for the tennis championships, men's and women's. Uh, just one Illini taking part. Oliver Stewart is part of the, the men's singles competition. That begins next Tuesday. But again, this uh, started last Thursday on the 19th and runs all the way through uh, the coming week. And so, again, a chance for uh, Illinois Athletics to flex its muscles a bit and show off its campus as the top tennis players uh, are in town. If you want to uh, get tickets, NCAA.com slash tickets. If you want to go out and check out uh, the best tennis players in the country. Stay with us. Much more coming up. Kedrick Prince is coming in for the recruiting roundup. That's next on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of Central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athlete stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out. IlliniGuys.com. Sports Spectacular continues here on this. Uh, hard to believe we are coming down uh, almost the end of May right now. Larry Smith, Mike Hegley, Brad Sturdy, joined by the man with a 10-gallon hat. He's got his lasso at his side. Kedrick Prince, it's time for Ked's Recruiting Roundup. He's the director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Kedrick, always good to have you here. Uh, you know, we talked to you last hour, more on that in just a moment, but I had to give you the proper introduction since we're talking recruiting. Um, let's talk first about the the mountain of a man from down in uh, Marietta, Kell <laughs> High School, 
Peyton Marshall. Uh, tell us about this guy. Well, I'll tell you what, Illinois fans, I mean, you just lost a big guy like in Kofi Coburn. Um, you got a seven-foot guy, and uh, he wants to make sure the fans know that he's seven-foot, not 6'11". He's corrected every media guy. He's, he's seven-foot, 310 pounds. He's not as athletic as Kofi, but what was unique that I like talking to the kid was, I guess he grew up around the St. Louis area. He lives in Georgia right now, but he recited Kofi's stats to me in the Missouri game, which I thought was kind of, which was good for Illinois. He had some good offers. Um, he, you know, Missouri's obviously, you know, looking at him. He's a big kid, but he talked about Coach Frazier. He knows the background of Coach Frazier. He talked about games when Illinois played well and they didn't play well. So that's kind of strange to get from a recruit and who's in high school who can, I mean, you can remember games, but when you're talking stats and he loved how Illinois used him as far as getting the ball inside and, you know, letting Kofi be dominant. So this is going to bode well for Illinois, especially long-term, uh, if they can get another big kid like that. Yeah, he's yeah, – tell you what, he's, he's as big as Kofi was coming in. Um, what, what was it? Um, Fletch this week posted Kofi was like 320 when he arrived, something like that. Uh, so this is, uh, this is a kid who's the same size. So he's only 310. So he's just, you know, a little guy. Um, but uh, he's uh, he's a guy that, you know, you get him with Fletch and, you know, he looks, yeah, I think he's a guy who could be maybe 280 and, and moving and agile and a little more mobile and, you know, things. He's not going to be Kofi because, you know, expecting someone to be a first team All American might be a stretch when we look at 2024 kids. But he's, uh, he's definitely got that style of play where he can post and he can uh, be a huge physical presence. Fun to yeah, watch. I want to make, yeah, I want to make sure we get that seven foot and three ten right. I don't want to get called out on that. Well, yeah. and after looking at Fletch's pictures of Kofi, I think Brad and I are certainly the ideal body weight for an eight footer. But I'm not certain if uh, our our current height is working for us. Um, when you look at what's going on out there, there's other names that we're hearing, Ked, such as uh, Jamie Kaiser. Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, player? Well, yeah, Illinois just offered him this weekend. Um, he's from he's from Virginia. He's a six six. You know, used to be six six guys with wings. Now they're guards. You know, so he's a guy. Kind of, I don't want to say he's a late bloomer. He's a twenty three. Illinois is looking for a dominant guy in the class of twenty three, and a lot of people have slept on this kid. And I think you know his recent play, his stock is rising and rising e each week, which is good. And I think Coach Fraser saw that. He's a strong kid. I mean, you know, he looks like a little bit of Benjamin Bosman of a dunk, a smaller Benjamin, but with more athleticism as far as, you know, his perimeter game. You know, he's strong. He can finish at the rim. He can shoot it. On the Illinois roster, which we talk about an awful lot, is a lot of guys like that. And so, you know, Illinois, again, they just offered him, you know, this week. And, and, I, and I think they're serious. It's not one of those offers where – it's just to put out there to be putting out there. I think this is a kid that they want to see on campus, especially being a 23 kid, because he will be a great start to start their class. A quick question on that before I get into the next thing. You know, it, it feels like, um, and boy, maybe you've already talked about this, that, that compared to four or five years ago, Brad Underwood and his staff, they are giving out fewer offers, being much more selective with who they offer than maybe three or four years ago. Is that fair? I think that's extremely fair. I know um, – a couple of years ago, you know, there was a, a black eye on Illinois because they were offering kids who were not Illinois material, but they were offering kids. But see, the, I thought the reason they did it, 
it looks good. I mean, when you're out there, when you're offering these kids and you see Illinois on the list or you see Illinois make the final four, final eight, I think that's great. But that just shows you where the program is. Now Brad Underwood doesn't have to do that. I mean, I you know, if you listen to Sturdy for 30's uh, show with, with uh, Brad Sturdy, Coach Underwood talks about that. He talked about being able to pick the kids that he wants. You know, and on and I was able to talk to Tim Anderson. He talked a lot about you know going to get kids and getting kids that fit his program and not have to go big. So, I mean, I think it's a good situation. It's a great question, Larry. Now they don't have to do that. I put as many offers out there. They know who they want, and they they're targeting those kids. Yeah, you mentioned Tim Anderson. We talked, uh, you know, last hour with you, Ken, and all of us had a, had a discussion about. Uh, Tim and the, the great podcast you did be sure again to pick that up and uh, wherever you listen to podcasts Ked's recruiting roundup um, talking to the Illinois assistant coach talk more and I, I want to get your thoughts and Brad and, and Mike on on the different style of play that we're going to see from Illinois this winter really is different from anything we probably have seen from Brad Underwood since he arrived in Champaign you know what was cool to you know when I talked to coach Anderson this week he mentioned teams like Duke and Houston, that Illinois is going to look like that. That's what they're going to be. They talked about as a staff with Chester Frazier and Jeff and, and, and Coach Underwood. That's what they want to do. They they mean business when they talked about winning Big Ten championship and, you know, in the Big Ten tournament. They want to advance. Anybody that you talk to who's close to the program, that is their goal. And so they're trying to reach that by looking and getting a roster like Houston. If you look at the top 25 teams next year, Houston, and only just played them, they're ranked anywhere from three, four, five, six, seven again. Yeah, I, th- I think that they want to have a little bit of dip. They see the, the length on the wing. They see the athleticism that you need to have. They also realize you got to have some shooting um, and you got to do those things as well. So they're trying to put a mix of guys together. And, you know, and at the end of the day, you get in the tournament and you watch those guys in the in the final four and guard play wins. I mean, when North Carolina's two guards were playing great, they, they make a run. I mean, you look at Kansas guards play great they make a run and you know the big guys are great and it's nice to have but it's those guards and wings those are the guys that at the end of the day are taking those teams deep in the turning and that's what illinois sees that they're going to have to kind of make a, a slight change with um, moving forward yeah and the other thing is 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 a lot of times you want to dictate the pace of the game as a coach and you get these type of athletes and you play an aggressive defense you make teams game plan for you and you make teams react to what you're doing, not the other way around. Now, Illinois has been able to do that somewhat with talented players like Io and Kofi. But now all of a sudden, you know, you can throw eight, nine, ten guys that are out there that will really force other coaches to try to counter what Illinois is doing on the court. No question about that. We will leave it there, Ked. We know that uh, your horse is thirsty. We'll let you get back out there too. That's uh, <laughs> recruiting roundup. It's a little warm, a little warm. Right <laughs> that's there, right. So. It's that's right. It's you know, it's uh, used to ride him during the winter time, and it's hot out there. It's warm. It's springtime. Uh, Kedrick Prince, director of recruiting for LanaGuys.com. Uh, we always appreciate it, and um, we're gonna we're gonna talk with you again uh, next week. Thanks again. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. All right, Kedrick Prince. Speaking of, Ked has been a very busy man, not just doing all the work that he does. Great work for IlliniGuys.com. Great insider stuff. We don't tease him enough about this. He's a mom whisperer. I mean, the, the moms love Ked, and uh, and they they tell him uh, all kinds of things that we can't get into because it's a family show. But no, seriously. But we, we, we wanted – he also talked to a, a possible uh, recruit for Illinois, J.P. Estrella, a big man that's on their radar. He did a podcast with them. 
We'll hear part of that coming up as well here on The Sports Spectacular. Stay with us. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Have a business you'd like to promote right here? To advertise on the Sports Spectacular, reach out at info at and use the passion of the Illini Guys to reach your audience. That's info at alinaguys.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and it's much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Getting out of the military, I was missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people that don't understand. I still had the anger, I still had the addictions, but we didn't talk about that. Came to a point where it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Family more or less encouraged me, you know, go go to the VA. It's okay to go get help. It's okay to talk to people because it takes true strength to ask for help. Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. As we were talking a moment ago, Kedrick Prince has been busy. Illini assistant basketball coach Tim Anderson on his latest edition of the Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. Earlier, he spoke to J.P. Estrella, a 6'11 big man from Brewster Academy up in Maine and a coveted prospect in the class of 2023. Here is part of Keds' interview and how J.P. began talking to Illinois assistant Chester Frazier. After we left KC and landed in Boston, where we all departed on the drive home. I was texting back and forth with him. He offered me on the text, got on the call with him the next day, just checking in with him, talking with him. And I think I'm going to be talking with um, the head coach very soon. Coach Underwood. So how much do you know about the University of Illinois? I mean, like a lot of high school students, I can't say all of them. They don't watch a lot of college basketball. Some do, some don't. How much do you know about the University of Illinois and what they offer to, um, as a basketball program? 
definitely know a good amount about them, especially because of Kofi. You know, he's such a dominant player, and you watched him throughout of all throughout all college basketball, and how just just how insanely dominant he was. Literally, just a baby shack. Like, <laughs> yeah, monster. He was an absolute monster. So you obviously, had, I obviously watched a lot of their games. Well, when you look at like development, a lot of players and a lot of parents and coaches, when they send their kids to a college, they want to see growth. They want to see development. And I don't know if you remember what Kofi was like as a freshman, but he's obviously grown a lot. How important it to you when you pick a school? Considering that you see what Illinois done to Kofi. Who was a top sixty recruit and ended up being a time All American? Yeah, def- definitely, um, definitely want to get better through all of college. You know, you definitely want to pick out the spot that really is gonna get you better and promote you and just get you ready for the NBA. Honestly, and not just get you there, but keep you keep you in the NBA. You know, definitely have to. That's a bigger piece there, and. Definitely, you got to have goals when you get into college. You know, All-American and everything is also a great goal to have. You definitely want to pick a college that can help you reach your goals and help you succeed. When you look at all the teams that's recruiting you, because every player has its own style, uh, what kind of style of player? I mean, you are you more of a, you know, a typical today's stretch four type player, shoot inside, outside, or are you mostly on the block? Or can you explain your game to the fans who will be listening to this? Uh, I can do a little bit of everything. Um, my biggest thing is probably defense and blocking shots. I'm just, I'm just really good at um, affecting people's shot at the rim, affecting people's shot closing out. I play great defense. I can shoot the ball really well. I'm great on the block. I have, I have two nice left hooks and right hooks. Um, I'm a very, very good passer out of the post on the perimeter. I can handle the ball a little bit. I have a great IQ. I can, I can do a little bit of everything. Let me ask you this part. A lot of times, coaches will tell you what you want to hear. How are you going to be able to differentiate with all these scholarships? Which coach is telling you the truth? Which ones you think will be able to have your best interest? Meaning, like, if Coach Fraser will tell you something, and I'm expecting for him to prove it, but all like Iowa with Fran McCaffrey and then, you know, Jim Beheim at Syracuse, how are you going to be able to say, hey, they've proven this, or how are you going to know what this is not? Um, well, I'm definitely going to be able to know if they're truthful or not. If they tell me it a good amount of time, if they show up to the games, they show me love, they give me a call every once in a while, like the, just the little, just the little things that really matter. And you'll, and then in the very end, you'll realize who really, really cares about you and who's really like confident in how you play. What part of your game do you want to see expand? I mean, like you explained to us what you do well. You know, you're passing and shooting and you're blocking shots and defense. What part of your game do you want to see expand? Uh, well, definitely shooting is obviously something you always can get better at. I mean, you can't, can't be perfect at shooting, so that's something you really want to work at. And definitely um, ball handling and perimeter defense is probably the two two biggest things for me right now. If I, if I could handle the ball a little bit better, I feel like I'd be better at attacking the rim, you know, doing getting into my dunk package, just getting to the rim a lot more. Um, and then perimeter defense, if I, if I had to switch on a guard, just the, just the little things, really, I want to improve my game on. If you were to say one or two schools that's recruiting you the hardest or the toughest so far, or maybe three or four, who are they? Schools that are really, like, recruiting me the hardest are really Tennessee, Penn State, Marquette, um, 
Syracuse, probably around that area, are are really recruiting me the hardest. Do you think that'll change with Coach Frazier since you guys just met each other? Do you think they're going to pick up? I know how I can tell how interested he is in you as a player. Do you think? Do you expect that to change anytime soon? Yeah, probably. We we st- we started to pick up conversations a little bit more throughout the whole thing. So I def I definitely feel like that'll. That'll get greater throughout the whole process. Again, you can hear the entirety of that conversation on the Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. You can find that on the front page of IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast. We are two weeks away from the grand opening of the Atkins Golf Club, and the director of golf, Jim Buzzy, joins us next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. <laughs> This is Jeff Alexander, assistant basketball coach for the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's right. It's the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy joining you right now. Don't forget IlliniGuys.com. It's free for seven days. You can come check it out, read all the articles, uh, jump on the forums, uh, throw some verbal punches. It's, no, no. It's a, it's, a, it's a family kind of place. Check it out, IlliniGuys.com. We have a lot of fun. Hey, we talked earlier that uh, we're really excited because coming up on June 4th, just a couple of weeks away, um, at Stone Creek, the Atkins Golf Club is is opening, the new course that's the University of Illinois Golf Course. And joining us now is the director of golf, uh, Jim Buzzy. Jim, great to have you. I know we've we've had some conversations before. We should tell everyone we're excited to have the first ever Illini Guys Golf Classic at your place. We appreciate the hospitality. Um, looking forward to that. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Welcome to uh, welcome to the show, and and tell us about the excitement coming up for June fourth. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a lot of excitement, a lot of support from the community that we're really excited about. Um, big changes at Atkins, uh, as as you know, as time went on and maintenance practices changed a little bit at Stone Creek, uh, the course had gotten really soft, kind of slow. I know you guys just did the uh, the uh, Illini golf segment, um, but when you get a soft, slow course, you can't separate good players from each other. They all make ten birdies and shoot sixty-two or sixty-three, and and uh, you wind up with a with a twenty-player and five-team playoff. Um, so the team started playing elsewhere, and. Um, the Atkins group got together and they just said, look, this was originally built for the university. Um, let's just give it to them. Um, it took a while. Coach Small had to raise some private funds to uh, cover a good part, if not all, of the renovation. And uh, it came out where the, the course was donated. Uh, the greens were cored out. So basically, we, we plowed the greens under, uh, brought them up to USGA championship specifications and reseeded those. Uh, That's the reason we're not opening yet. We're just waiting for those greens to fill in a little bit more. Uh, Bunkers, again, torn out. They were holding a lot of water. The sand was washing out. The sand was blowing away. Uh, Rebuilt to uh, current USGA championship specifications using Better Billy bunkers for drainage. And uh, ProAngle manufactured sand, which uh, it actually has a geographic edge to it so it uh it drains better it plays more consistently and it doesn't blow away so regardless of of conditions those are going to be the two things that that people notice right away uh we also added 500 yards to the back tees so if you want to go all the way back there 
7,538 yards. Wow. Um, I won't, but uh, <laughs> some people will want to, and the teams kind of have to. Uh, but that's what it's going to take to host one of those NCAA regionals or you know a championship caliber event to prep that team for, for days like today um, at their home course. Jim, I, the only thing that scares me is you said it would be a lot more, much more difficult and, and faster. And when you start talking 7,500 yards, I'm thinking like, is there like a senior T for me at this course so I can move up? Yeah. So I'm pretending the, what, I'm seniors. Thanks so. for bringing that up. Cause I don't want to stress that it's going to be too hard. Uh, all the, all the original tees are in the same spot that they were. The greens were built to the same specification. So the same size same same amount of break as they were. I don't think they'll be faster than they were at their fastest. Uh, particularly, you know, June through August 15th, the team's not here. Um, but the greens are going to be consistently firm. Um, so if you're the kind of player that uh, will hit a high wedge out of the rough and expect that to stop, there's a good chance that's not going to stop the way you would expect it to at Stone Creek or at some of the other courses. They're going to be a little bit firmer in the green area right now. Keep in mind, we did not tear out the fairways. We are gradually firming up the fairways, but we're doing that through maintenance practice. So it's going to take, you know, years of, of improved maintenance practices to bring those back to the level that they were originally built at. And, and so when you're looking at this particular course, is there a particular hole that is like your fan? I'm a fan of uh, a short hole that demands a tee shot, but gives you a good target for it. And uh, I'm a fan of a well-protected green. Uh, and hole number 12 is, uh, you actually see it from Windsor Road as you come in. Okay. Um, the tee is right by the sign on the west side. Um, so as you're going east towards Stone Creek Boulevard, um, it's the dogleg par four around the lake. I, right. I'm really looking forward to playing that whole one because I think I might actually birdie it sometime. Um, <laughs> but two, it, it, it gives you all the challenge you want. You got a beautiful tee shot. You got water. You got bunkers to aim at. Um, you got pot bunkers that are very deep um, and very punishing if you miss that green. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to playing everything. But that hole gets me every time I go out there. Wow. Wow. Talking with uh, Jim Buzzy. He's the director of golf at the new Atkins Golf Club. It's about to reopen here coming up on, on June 4th. Jim, tell us your background. Um, you, you were telling us here in the commercial break that um, you've actually been spent some time in Champaign before you, you came here for this project, correct? Yeah, I came here for, for this project, but my original trip in Champaign was uh, mid 80s um, to play basketball. And I actually wound up playing basketball and golf at Parkland. Um, which was, was a lot of fun, really enjoyed it. Back in the day when there was no housing out by Parkland, we got to live in the U of I dorms. Um, so I actually did live on campus, um, which they don't allow anymore. I wonder why. Um, but I, from here, I went to Ferris State University, which at the time was, was one of the few professional golf management um, majors in the country at a, at a university. So I have a degree in marketing professional golf management, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and most recently I spent the last um, 17 seasons in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We were the host of, uh, of a division three program there, University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire played us quite a bit. Um, 
spent a lot of time in, in resorts in the Lake Geneva area, down in the, Orlando in the winters. So um, it's good to be back. Uh, it's, it's been great for my family to be, to be in Champaign. And I can't believe my daughter turned into a basketball fan. That's a good thing. We, we, we like basketball here in Champaign. So we're, we're big on that. So that's good. Yeah. She, she, she did text me the last, uh, the last game and said, dad, you know, I was a lot happier before I was emotionally invested in college basketball. <laughs> this in the club. In line, yeah. We can, we're, we've been living that for years. So I do, I have to ask you though, moving around to warm and cold weather climates, um, one of the things that makes it a little more difficult for you guys uh, in, in Champaign is you do have a winter coming off the winter and they start playing golf in the spring. How more, how, how, how difficult is that to get that course ready for those early matches? And even if in April or whatever, the big challenge here is, is I'm coming from a very sandy soil up in, up in Eau Claire, around Eau Claire, they had lots and lots of, um, frack sand mining going on because of the sandy soil. Um, the amount of clay here can make it really difficult. And, and I was really struggling with that until someone told me the most obvious thing um, that you don't think about. And that was, have you seen any farmers plowing their field? And I'm like, no, there's huge puddles in the field. And they're like, well, why would we be drier than the farm fields? Um, so there is a, a challenge of, of getting the water to, to, to just go somewhere. Um, and that's one thing at a golf course. It doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, Augusta National, Olympia Fields, Medina, they're all working on their current wettest spot. Um, so how do we get water away from our wettest spots? In this area, we tend to have a few more wet spots than, than they do. Um, but that's the big challenge is, is, is it dry enough that we can actually get mowers, that we can actually get sprayers, that we can actually get our maintenance equipment onto the golf course to start to get it ready. Or if we try to mow the greens, are we going to leave tire marks everywhere? Talking with Jim Buzzy, he's director of golf at the new Atkins Golf Club here on the Sports Spectacular. More with Jim coming up after a quick timeout here along the Illini Guys radio network. Do you like what you hear? Let the passion of Illini Guys promote your business. The sponsors are signing up right now for the upcoming fall season and our ad space is limited. Shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com and find out how easy it is to reach diehard sports fans in 30 key markets in six states. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. Glad you're still with us here on the Sports Spectacular, talking with Jim Buzzy. He's the director of golf at the Atkins uh, Golf Club. Um, Mike, it's exciting just to, uh, you know, to, you can hear in Jim's voice, the excitement, probably don't get a chance to do this kind of thing very often. You'll kind of create and start a new course. Oh yeah. It's got, it's gotta be incredible. I, I do have one Eau Claire question for you. Now, back in the day, I used to call on Eau Claire. I'm hoping that the Sammy's pizza is still open up there. Cause that was spectacular pizza. 
Sammy's is still open, still regarded as the best thin crust pizza in Eau Claire. Okay, perfect. So every, everything's good. So I just needed to make sure on that <laughs> before I get going. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is, 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 is have you guys then you, you've really solved that whole irrigation problem? Because I guess it never really occurred to me that I go back and I'm thinking of some of my best days on a golf course. And it was always like rainy or in, in a time where I could get the ball to land. And then, you know, the, the guys who got that, you know, extra 40 yards on their drive, they didn't get it. And all of a sudden I was like a decent golfer. So, so, I mean, that's gotta be incredible. How much engineering was required to make that happen? You know, I'm just the club pro guy. So I, I, the smart guys do the agronomy stuff. Yep. Um, but the USGA is really helpful in, hey, this is the soil mix that you need. This okay. is the type of drainage that you need to be a championship golf course. This is the grass seed that you need. So uh, uh, Wadsworth Construction out of Chicago area and uh, Nate Jordan, our, our superintendent, really did a great job of, of, of following instructions and, and working around some obstacles. We've got a lot of clay in the soil out there, which which creates some challenges. So being able to take some of that out and replace it with good greens mixed soil um, has really got the greens firm um, and, and really going to be a treat for people to play on. So when I when I don't have that great of a score, I just need to get in, into contact with Wadsworth Construction because they've done their work too darn yeah, well. Go. Okay, That's perfect. Right. Now I know That's who right. to... I've, I like to have the blame all ready to go before I swing at the first tee. So thank you. Well, and, I, and, and I did mention the bunkers and the bunkers. I'm telling you, people are going to throw a ball in the bunker just to play out of them to see what it's like. They're phenomenal. Wow. Uh-oh. I, okay. I, I won't have to do that. I can just hit it. There. I can I hit it there all by myself. That's right. I, I, got, I have skills. I have. Skills. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking of uh, a couple courses up in Wisconsin where they put the, the rail cars, in and they put that as the front of a bunker and it's like <laughs> i don't need this you know you you hit the ball into a bunker and you've got to hit the ball 20 feet up just to get over the top this this yeah. already this is sounding like it's not going to be a this is going to be a really challenging course it, it, it's going to be challenging but at the same time we've got five sets of tees oh perfect so we've got some options there there you go. Yeah, hopefully you've got a T for the incompetence. Do you have any ones with really big holes? Like the <laughs> holes, like if we got short T's, we need bigger holes. And that's what we, we need to have. We absolutely need bigger holes. I'll work on that. Yeah, so uh, that would be good for me. You know, maybe if it's about two foot wide. Like top I have, but on yeah, the top I have yeah. He would yeah, like it two feet wide and about eight <laughs> feet from the tee box. Then I'd have exactly. a chance <laughs> to get a birdie, maybe. <laughs> Jim, maybe, you, maybe. you talked about uh, the possibility of, of maybe hosting, um, you know, an NCAA regional like we saw this week, Illinois playing out right. of Connecticut. Is that is that part of um, the plan? And, and what do you have to do to, to make that happen? That is one of the goals that we've got is to host a, a regional. Um, we, you know, we'd love to get the Big Ten championship, but they've stayed at a neutral course for a while now. So unless they change their thinking on that, that one's probably off the table. Um, we are hosting our first home Illini match, which will be very cool. You know, we, we talk about how much they win, but when's the last time they actually had a competitive event in Champaign-Urbana? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it'll be fun for the public to get out to experience. You watch them on TV, and it's one thing. But when you watch these players, these guys, and the, and the women's team too, um, when you watch them hit a golf ball, it's, it's really something how, how much they control the ball. Um, so step one is to have uh, some competitive NCAA caliber events um, to see how the course stands up to that and see what the reaction of the players is. I'm sure we'll have to make some adjustments to how we've got it set up, um, but it is an application process. So we will uh, we'll apply um, once we have some data and uh, see when we can be considered for that. They do do it quite a ways in advance. I think we're booked through 26 right now. So hmm. it'll be, uh, wow. be in the late 20s. So we've probably got uh, five to eight years to figure that out. Yeah, I, it's it would be really cool to have, um, you know, an NCAA regional Big Ten championship, something like that. Is there anything like do we have aspirations to have maybe a, a, a minor tour event or something like that um, down the road? You know, the questions come up quite a bit. Uh, we're not ruling that out. Um, we've got a lot to learn. I want to see how the team likes to utilize the course versus utilizing Demersion. I mean, Demersion is unprecedented. Uh, Demersion's so good, half the team, most of the team hasn't even come out to Atkins to, uh, to say hello and see the facilities yet. Um, I'm anticipating some of that in the next week or two. But, uh, uh, yeah, we haven't ruled it out, but we do want to see how the team wants to utilize, how Coach Sloan and Coach Small want to utilize the facilities um, before we schedule anything beyond that. Jim Buzzy, great to talk with you, Director of Golf at uh, Atkins Golf Club. Welcome back to Champaign. Glad your family is getting involved and, um, and getting emotional about the orange and blue. Absolutely. And uh, again, the opener is uh, Saturday, June 4th. For people who want to come out and, and see the course or um, you know, to set up a tee time, what, what do we have to do? Go to our website, atkinsgolfclub.com. And upper right-hand corner, there's a book tee time logo. Um, click on that. You'll have to put in, you know, your email, phone, you build a profile and uh, uh, a credit card number and, and book away. Awesome. Love to have you. We book up to 30 days in advance. Awesome. There we go. And I think you'll have no problem selling out to the summer. And again, we can't wait to get there on August 26th. Um, but as you've heard us, make sure you've got your, your grounds crew ready to, to fill in <laughs> a lot of divots. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to having you guys thank you so much for letting me come on jim it's awesome hey thank you appreciate it again jim buzzy director of golf with atkins uh, golf club back with more sports spectacular to this stay with us you're tuned in to the sports spectacular on the illini guys radio network are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com at Busey bank we understand you have a vision for your future 
and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. UC's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at UC Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Sports Spectacular here, and uh, hey, before we uh, say goodbye for this week, kudos to Ayo Desumu, second team all rookie. Guys, I was surprised he wasn't first team. Yeah, he had a great rookie season. 38th pick in the draft, and he's on the second team. That means first 10, right? Oh, okay, yeah. That maybe maybe some guys missed. That's that's the story of the NBA draft too. And the funny thing is, is potential, as Harry Carey used to say, was a French word that means you ain't done doo doo yet. Um, and Io was one of those guys who kept getting better every year. I know he may not have had every athletic, you know, bell and whistle, but I really didn't understand that many GMs passing on a guy who kept adding pieces to his game every, every uh, off season. Yeah. And it was funny to look at that. You know, a lot of the second team guys on that list were teams, guys who helped their teams reach the playoffs, not so much for the first team. So again, the potential thing, like, like you said, by the way, what is it with you, Mr. Mr. Thesaurus tonight, Mr. Mr. Encyclopedia, you're quoting Emerson, you're quoting Carrie. Harry Carey. All right. Hey, I got Harry Carey. <laughs> We move on to Kofi Coburn and the, uh, the draft combine. Uh, Brad, how did he do this week? You know, Kofi, uh, physical, you know, seven foot tall, 293 pounds with like they measured him. And I know, I know the measurements aren't right, but 8% body fat, even if it's 12, that's ridiculous for a guy who's seven foot tall, 293 pounds. And runs three quarter court sprints in three point three seconds. So, yeah, he had a he had a, he, he just physically he's just imposing. He's a specimen, and um, uh, you know, hopefully that you know can uh, turn it turn itself into a, a chance to get a contract. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. When I watch some of these NBA teams, the Bulls, the Lakers, the Seventy Sixers. There's just no way you can convince me that Kofi Coburn wouldn't be a serviceable backup center for those teams and would have been very valuable when, uh, you know, foul trouble or injuries hit. And um, I just I, don't, I, I just don't buy it. I think I think if, if uh, some team takes a flyer on him towards the end of the second round, I think they're going to be extremely happy. They're not you know, there's going to be there's no more shacks. Well, maybe just Shaq, but but there's no more big guys that are going to control the game. But there's a place for a guy who can do what he can. And so if he's on a team that spreads the ball, who's going to who's going to guard him one on one in the lane? That's not an easy thing, even in the NBA. Well, we have seen him hit some outside shots and do some things, you know, in 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 a practice gym. And so to your point, even if he, you know, doesn't get drafted, doesn't hear his name called next month. Uh, maybe at least he gets some kind of uh, you know summer invite, a free agent contract, and work from there, uh, where he's not back and forth to the, the G League on a two way deal. That's just so taxing. Speaking of the draft, the draft lottery this week, Orlando getting its first overall number one pick since Dwight Howard, and uh, this is uh, intriguing in terms of uh, the options that they have and and what they might do, considering the personnel already on the roster. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what they're what they're going to do. You know, a lot of talk about Jabari Smith being the guy. Um, Chet Holmgren's been mentioned, um, and then of course, you know, Paulo Banquero. So I think it's going to be Holmgren or Smith. It would seem that's logical. Guys, I like the guys that I think that are kind of have. You know, I I'm a big Keegan Murray fan. I I think he's a really good player, and the guy I think with the huge upsides is Shade on Sharp. Shaden Sharp from uh, the Kentucky. Well, he never played at Kentucky, although they'll take credit for developing him to it. Done and done. But yeah, but I mean, you know, I hit his his athleticism is freakish and off the charts, and he's also a great shooter. So that'd be the guy. Those are the guys that kind of uh, I, I look at. So yeah, Sharp's the one that intrigues me, especially when he he came in at six five and a quarter. I think from a height standpoint. And his athleticism, like Brad said, is off the charts. His shooting touch is good. And his also his touch around the basket. I think that's a guy that I would, I might sneak him in, in one of those places. And OKC, uh, Presti's, he's famous for kind of pulling rabbits out of the hat. I wonder if that's where maybe he goes for a guy like that. Hard to tell. Yeah, it's it's just true. I'm a big Jabari Smith fan. I think he's outstanding. Uh, like Holmgren's game, Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga. Just didn't see a lot of him uh, this season. And uh, by the way, our, our final uh, tip of the hat to Albert Pujols last Sunday, making his major league pitching debut, uh, getting getting lit up a couple of times, home runs. Uh, but but you know what? How cool is that in your final season? Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's awesome. To see Albert out there pitching. Um, I I guess you know. He doesn't throw as hard as I do now, so I don't know. He must have gone downhill. He's only sort of just lobbing it in there. So, well, maybe there was some sort of signals being stolen. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's why he got hit. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's going to throw a sixty-mile-an-hour ball with no movement. That's and then boom. Yeah, were they were were they playing the Astros? <laughs> no, it wasn't the Astros, was it? I don't think so. I think it was okay. All right, we will. Uh, we are all out of time, unfortunately. Thanks again to all of our guests coming in. Had a great time. One programming note, we're going to take a bit of a break next week. So a best of show, some of the best interviews over the past four months will rerun, and we'll come back uh, in two weeks then, um, as we always do. Have a great time. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. And as always, go Illini. I-L-L. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.